I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to r slash nuclear revenge, where this man gets some immediate and very physical revenge on his own sister after she tries to assault his boyfriend. Now guys, a quick trigger warning before we get into this one. There are some themes of S-A and R, if you know what that means. So just be careful, be warned. This is definitely one of the most serious nuclear revenge stories that I've read. Here we go. I beat the heck out of my sister and sent her to the hospital. I can finally talk about this because all the legal proceedings have been dealt with. So I've been dating my boyfriend, Mark, for about five years. He is the best thing that has ever happened to me. He's kind, smart, understanding, and absolutely beautiful. When we started dating, he was a bit closed off and was afraid to initiate any form of intimacy. I at first thought it was because I was his first relationship and maybe he was nervous. But six months into us dating, he tells me that between the ages of five and 12, he was SA'd and R'd by his mother. His father left when he was around four. It screwed him up in the head for a while. And when it got out, his mother was arrested and he and his two older sisters were put in the custody of their grandparents, who they lived with ever since. He was placed in intensive therapy and still goes to this day. He's come a long way and has healed a lot, but he still has some days where he gets really depressed and cries. Part of his therapy was exercising. So about two years ago, he and I started doing some bodybuilding workouts. I toned up a lot, put 20 extra pounds of muscle on, and he toned up a bit. Because we've been dating for so long and have marriage in mind, he told my family all about what had happened, though a less detailed version, and they welcomed him with love and support. Now for my sister, Sally. I've suspected that she's had a bit of a crush on him. She'll flirt sometimes here and there, but he never reciprocated and usually ignored her. I've talked to her about it so many times, but she didn't listen. To make a long story short, I'd gone out one Saturday afternoon with some friends to get some drinks and left Mark behind because he didn't feel like going. My sister had texted me prior to ask if she could borrow a few things from me, a sweatshirt, DSLR camera, and a third thing that doesn't come to mind at the moment. I said sure and to get it whenever. She went when I was out, unknowingly. When I came home, I found my boyfriend on the ground crying his eyes out and my sister trying to calm him down he was having a panic attack it's never safe to touch him when he has an episode because he may act out violently due to his headspace her hands were all over him and he was trying to push her away her shirt was also on the ground and she was only in her bra i tore her away and asked what the frick she was doing she said that she was trying on the sweatshirt when he walked in on her freaked out and went into an episode however mark through his tears said that she tried to touch him i asked my sister if it was true and she said no but mark again said she tried to touch him we have cameras in the house and i pointed them out to my sister her face went white and i don't know what came over me but i saw red i can't remember much because i was so angry but I beat the heck out of her. I can't even remember if I was the one who called 911 or it was her through her beat up state. I do remember kind of snapping out of it because Mark was still going through his episode and I could hear him crying louder and I had to help him through it. 
it's all a haze. So I broke my sister's nose and gave her a black eye and bruised her ribs. She was in the hospital for a few days. Well, there we go. A pretty insane story to start with. But Opie has given us an update and some more context around this post. First of all, this all happened right before COVID hit, the end of 2019, and everything was just settled this last month. Now, this was posted on the 4th of March, 2022. So that's how long it took. Secondly, the incident happened in our kitchen. The front door leads down a hall directly to our open kitchen and to the right is our living room that leads to the bedrooms third we have cameras in every room but the bathrooms and bedrooms because we have a great dane named butler he's black and has a white oval patch from his chest to his tummy he looks like a butler who likes to get into everything so we set up cameras to keep an eye on him while we're out the cameras don't have sound recording four my sister didn't r mark but she did try to coerce him into sexual activities. And five, my sister didn't know I was out when she came over. I don't have the recording anymore. It was too painful to keep, let alone watch. Also, my memory of the whole thing is hazy, but the tape showed Mark answering the door. Again, our cameras don't have sound recording, but Mark said that when he answered the door, she told him that she was there to get my camera and sweatshirt. He said okay and let her in. He was watching TV, so he went back to his show while she walked into our room. She called out to him for help and the cameras showed Mark getting up to help her. I don't remember how long they were in there, but the tape showed Mark rush out of the room while holding his hands out as if trying to stop an attacker. My sister then emerged half naked while holding onto her shirt. Mark backed up into the kitchen, still holding his hand out, and she advanced towards him. Mark said he was telling her to put her shirt on and to leave, but she kept saying something along the lines of, Hey, it's okay. I just need some help. That's all. And... You're a nice guy. Just help me out a little. I think by that point, he was declining into a panic attack as he started shaking. My sister took that opportunity to hug him. She said she did it to try and calm him down, but the tape showed her kind of grinding up on him. He pushed her away and fell to the ground crying and screaming. She then got down by him and was trying to wave her hands through his hair. Her other hand was also moving up towards his crotch. I remember from the tape seeing Mark flinch backwards and trying to push her away. She always moved back closer to him though. A few minutes later is when I got home and beat her to an inch of her life. I can't remember who called the police, but the police showed up and my sister limped to the door while I was trying to calm Mark down. I kind of remember them asking questions and trying to help Mark calm down as well. They thought he was going into shock, so they put a blanket over him and the paramedics came. My sister was quickly evaluated and then taken to hospital. Mark and I stayed behind because by that point, he started to regain control again. I remember my parents showing up and asking what happened and I told them everything. My mum stayed with Mark and I while my dad drove to the hospital to see my sister. Mark and I pressed charges on my sister, emotional trauma and sexual battery, class A1 felony where I'm from. My sister tried to sue me, a misdemeanor charge, but it fell through. With the evidence we had, my sister was sentenced to 60 days of incarceration with a bond of $5,000. No one paid. She also had to serve 200 hours of community service and her name was added to a sex offender registry she can appeal to the courts to have it removed after 10 years she was also placed under a restraining order on top of that my sister owes us twenty-five thousand dollars. i got a small slap on the wrist 
and I have to do 50 hours of community service. Nothing too bad. My sister was cut off by some of the family and still is. Mark regressed tremendously to the point that he couldn't sleep in the same bed as me for months. He was required to go into even more extensive therapy. He's come some way, but nowhere like he was before it happened. It's going to take a long time for him to heal. I consider myself bisexual, but I lean more towards men while Mark is 100% gay. He finds the female body disturbing to the point that we've had to skip over full female nudity scenes in movies. My sister knew all of this. When I asked her why then she would do this, she said that she thought she could change his mind. I'm not proud of what I did, but I'm also not sorry. Oh man, there we go. I mean, what a story. You know what? I actually really, really like the revenge here. Now, I know, I know what you're thinking. Two wrongs don't make a right. But I've read a lot of revenge stories where the revenge is perhaps meticulous or drawn out over a number of years. And while that is great, sometimes I do just sit and think to myself, if you've seen something happen, why not just sort it right there and then? And look, obviously you never want to be in this position, a truly horrible thing to go through. But I kind of like the fact that OP was just like, you know what, screw this. I am dealing with this right now. And yeah, it's my sister, but she's done a truly heinous thing and she deserves to be punished for it. What I absolutely love the most about the story, I mean, I'm saying love the most about the story. What I mean is what I love most about the, the resolution of this story, of course, is the fact that nobody paid the $5,000 bond. Not one member of your family paid that money. And a lot of the family now don't even talk to your sister. That just shows to me that everyone in the family knew despite the fact that this is family she's done a truly awful thing and she does not deserve to get out lightly but the fact of the matter is her reasoning there at the end saying that she thought she could change your boyfriend's mind tells you absolutely everything you need to know about this woman a truly truly awful person and um yeah once again i think you did the right thing what I will say is, is on behalf of your boyfriend, what do you even begin to say really, if I'm being completely honest? But all I'll say is, I hope that, that he recovers well and eventually works through this with the help of you, your family, therapist, whatever. It seems like he's got a good support group and uh, oh, a truly traumatic thing. And I hope he gets through it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Now for our next story of nuclear revenge. This one, an absolute classic of the subreddit, posted four years ago and is one of the most upvoted, the most popular stories that has ever been posted. A friend set up my dad and he was nearly beaten to death. My grandfather got revenge on everyone involved. This isn't my story, but it comes from my dad and other family members who witnessed it. Background. This all went down in the late 1970s when my dad was 17. The area he grew up in was in the UK and was a stereotypical working class town. The part of town my family lived in was run down, full of poor families and had its fair share of crime, but it was close knit and everyone knew everyone. This will be important for later. Now, my dad wasn't the most well-behaved kid and he hated being at school, but aside from a speeding ticket, he'd never been in trouble with the police. He was and still is a really talented musician and had a very active social life. 
For his 17th birthday, one of his friends bought him a leather jacket with a very specific logo on it. We'll call this friend Dave for future reference. According to my dad, it was a rare and quite expensive motorcycle jacket. He was extremely happy that Dave had got it for him. Dave had bought himself the same jacket a while before, and it was a big surprise. My grandmother apparently joked that with the jackets on, they looked like twins, and she wasn't far wrong. They had similar features, black hair, and were both well known for being kitted out in motorcycle gear. A few days after my dad's birthday, he was leaving work as a bartender in the town center at around 10 p.m. As he was getting close to where his bike was parked, a gang of five men approached him from behind. The last thing my dad remembers was being smacked over the head and passing out as he hit the floor. These men beat up my dad with bike chains and a crowbar, literally to within an inch of his life. Luckily, two bouncers from a nearby pub heard the commotion and rushed to help. The men ran off and the bouncers called the cops and my dad was taken to hospital. It turned out that Dave had quite a substantial gambling habit and owed a large amount of money to people who you really didn't want to owe money to. They had threatened Dave and told him that they'd be looking for him to teach him a lesson. So, Dave decided to set up my dad to take the beating instead of himself or at least lessen his chances of taking it. He'd bought my dad the same jacket because these guys knew that that was what he wore when he rode. He then arranged for a guy he knew to find out where my dad left work and call up the loan sharks to let them know where Dave was. What a scumbag. The revenge. My grandfather and grandmother were obviously distraught about this whole thing. The first thought on my grandfather's mind was if my dad would survive. When that was answered, his second was how best to get revenge. A bit of background on my grandfather. He was a lifelong boxer and a career military man. He enlisted at the back end of World War II at 17, stayed in the forces through Korea, and then served in Malaya and Burma as a scout and sniper during the mid to late 1950s. He only reluctantly retired when my dad was little and worked as an engineer after his discharge. This guy was a certified badass, even into his 50s. And although he wasn't the best husband or father at times, he could never stand by and watch his family get hurt. The first move my grandfather made was to call up every ex-service buddy, bouncer, pub landlord, etc. that he knew, and even a few less than legit characters he knew from the pubs. In my town, word traveled fast and my grandfather was well-liked and had a bit of a reputation, so it wasn't long before he had the names and addresses of the five men who'd attacked my dad. Apparently, these guys had been bragging about beating up a defenseless man from behind. These guys were career criminals with violent reputations, but my grandfather really didn't give a dang who or what they were. My grandfather then called up a few of the most dangerous, hardened guys he knew from the service. He explained to them what had happened, and they were all happy to help. One night, the group kicked in the doors of each thug and beat them to a pulp, all five of them. They knew that if they hit one, the others would hear about it and run, so they hit all five of them in one night. My grandfather knew no one would call the police in the area they lived in. Talking to the cops was a big no-no in that area back then, so there was little chance of being caught. All five guys ended up bloody with broken noses, shattered teeth, and the requirement to be fed from a tube by the end of the night. One of them had to be put into a medically induced coma. Of course, the police interviewed all of them in hospital when they sufficiently recovered, but none of them talked, both out of fear of my grandfather and fear they'd be labeled as rats and nothing came of it. But my grandfather wasn't done there. My grandfather used his connections in the clubs and bars to start spreading rumors about why they'd been beaten up. 
soon it had gotten around that these five guys had screwed up and had beaten up the wrong person. Not only that, but they bragged about it and lied to whoever they worked for about it. Not only were they physically broken, but my grandfather ruined their credibility so that when they got out, no one, criminal or otherwise, wanted to be associated with them. Once this was all done, my grandfather turned his attention to Dave. He'd specifically left Dave for last, knowing that he would poop himself knowing that my grandfather knew what he'd done. My grandfather, however, was much more subtle in dealing with Dave, as he thought that a simple beating would be too good for him. He waited and asked around, and it turned out that Dave was not only a compulsive gambler, but also had recently turned into a heavy drug addict as well. My grandfather found out who he was buying his drugs from, when he would usually buy and where. He had a buddy of his follow Dave when he went to buy his stuff, follow him to where he was living, and let my grandfather know. My grandfather then called in an anonymous tip that there was a huge drug deal going on at the address and he thought he heard gunshots. He got two of his buddies to do the same. The police investigated, searched the house and caught Dave red-handed with boatloads of drugs in his home as well as counterfeit bills and a ton of other illegal stuff. Dave was charged, denied bail and ended up pleading guilty to all the charges laid against him. My dad could never remember his exact sentence but it was definitely heavy at least 15 years. To add to that, Dave owed a lot of money to a lot of people, and let's just say his time in prison was made much worse by this fact. My dad never spoke to him again. His parents disowned him, his girlfriend dumped him, he struggled to get a job with his record, and when he got out, he had to move miles away as no one he knew wanted anything to do with him. My dad eventually recovered from his injuries, although you can still see various scars on his body from the beating he took. My grandfather never told anyone what he'd done until my dad asked him about it when he got really ill in the early 1990s. Dave's life was ruined and out of the five who attacked my dad, three ended up in prison later in life and two ended up dead due to crime. My grandfather passed away in the late 1990s and although my dad and him had their issues, it could never be said that he didn't look out for him when he needed it. Um... Wow, is all I can say after reading that. That was simply stunning. Uh, Goodness me. Even what happened in the first instance, what Dave did to you was absolutely shocking. Honestly, I know, well, this is about your dad, isn't it? I know your dad nearly got killed, but very clever from Dave to to set your dad up as him. Maybe I shouldn't be saying that, but I was kind of thinking that's pretty genius from Big Dave to do that. Nonetheless, your grandfather's revenge, just like chef's kiss, because not only... So he absolutely brutalized these five Donnies that deserve that. But he could have gone one further with Dave, but that would have been the wrong play. What he did in the end was absolutely perfect. You can't just let Dave get away with one beating. You can't. And I, I do think that the killing would have gone too far. So that lovely little middle ground of absolutely destroying his life is a perfect solution. So to your grandfather, I salute you. To OP, your dad, I say, well, very tough this happened, but hopefully you feel backed up by your dad and uh yeah overall a brilliant brilliant story with some very very satisfying revenge anyway guys that is gonna do it for this one really hope you enjoyed these two classic nuclear revenge stories some of the most popular on the subreddit of all time that is pretty pretty crazy stuff and uh yeah after reading them I can see why. If you do want some more Nuclear Revenge from me right away, check out the video on screen up here if you're on YouTube or linked down below in the description if you're not. And if you're new to the channel, hit subscribe, follow on whatever platform you're on, drop a like on this one, and I'll see you guys all tomorrow with some brand new Reddit stories. 
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.